What's it like to date a professional athlete? Well, that's what we're talking about in this week's not so many episode. My friend who came on the podcast on Tuesday told me this story after we recorded her podcast. And I was like, wait, this is such a good story. We need to come on and tell it. So this is sort of like a two for one special. This is sort of like a main episode because we get deep. She really got her heart broken by this guy who plays a professional sport. And it has such a funny, but also really heartbreaking ending. We're going to talk about meeting pro athletes on Tinder and Bumble, daddy issues and everything in between. Before we get into it, wanted to remind you that that feedback form is in this episode description. Let me know your thoughts. If you like having two episodes, if you want one long episode, if you want to tell me what your favorite episode is, all those questions are in the feedback form. Also, per usual, the submission form is also in there as well. Timestamps. And if you want to leave us a five-star review, we would love that as well. All right, let's get into it. What's up? You're back for a little mini episode chit chat. Thanks for one, for coming on the main episode and uh, giving us all your breakup trauma. But when we first got connected, I I was just like so enthralled by the story you told me about your time dating professional athletes. And I knew my audience would really enjoy hearing about that world. So (laughs) why don't you kind of take us through? Okay, so we're we're gonna give them a fictional team name just like for privacy sakes. Or they played for the East High Wildcats. The East High Wildcats. I was dating Troy Bolton, you know. Um, Side note though, have you seen uh, the guy who played Troy Bolton's dad on TikTok? Because he's a daddy. He's a daddy. Coach Um, Bolton might be better than Troy Bolton at this point. Truly. But yeah, so we're going to say the East East High Wildcats. We're going to say it was basketball. I also like the idea of you calling them Troy and Chad. The two main characters in this story we will call Troy and Chad. And I was not a Vanessa, nor was I a Taylor McKessie. I was like, I was like a a non-named villain the, the villain that they cut from the from the movie in the beginning didn't even make it to the movie. This was years ago now, and after a lot of self-reflecting, 150% this all stems from daddy issues. And I will kind of get into that. The first guy, so so Troy, he and I met, yeah, on, on a dating app, and it said nothing about his profession. It just said, all I saw was that he had played the sport at a college that my grandfather had coached at. I saw that the guy he looked he looked athletic he looked athletic so I was like hey I see the shirt that you're wearing is this school like do you happen to know my grandfather and he was like oh yeah like he was my coach and I played with your cousin and your family friend and all this stuff with the daddy issues thing we don't really talk to that side of the family you know I I had no idea that that he was my grandfather was even like involved in that the world of collegiate sport I was like oh no way cool uh so what brings you like down here because the the school was not anywhere near here and he's like, oh, well, I play basketball. I was like, okay, well, what's like your job? Like, why are you here? And I did not put two and two together that this person was a professional athlete. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't necessarily think that I was like as starstruck as I probably should have been, mostly because I did not understand that this person was very notable in their profession and also a starter. And I had never like heard of heard of him at all. So we went out on a first date and looking back, it was kind of almost like an interrogation. And now I know, like now that I, you know, I I knew him years ago and everything, and I felt like I knew him well enough by the end of it to know that he was really feeling me out to see if I was only into him for his profession, for being yeah. a professional athlete. When you say interrogated, like what kind of questions would this guy ask you? Not necessarily like, 
I get, yeah, I guess interrogated. So I had gotten out of a, a relationship like a few months before and he was like asking all about why it ended and like when it ended and what he did and all of that stuff. And I mean, stuff that I wouldn't have even, you know, I didn't find it weird at all then. But now, you know, kind of knowing him, I know what he was doing and I don't blame him for it at all. So you probably so yeah. updating this guy. We kind of became really close really quickly and he had never really had like a real girlfriend and like he definitely had trust issues I think because of his like profession like he was watching I guess some of his teammates kind of fall into the trap of these girls who were using them you know and I think that was always kind of in the back of his mind and I you know did my best to assure him that even if he was working at freaking McDonald's like I would have been into him like we just you know we just vibed and obviously there was that the element of him being a professional athlete and that was you know that was like a fun part of the relationship that was a cool thing because you know, he didn't work at McDonald's. He was a professional basketball player for the East Side Wildcats. I ended up traveling for a little bit and halfway through my trip, which was supposed to be a year, he was like, I want you to come home. I've kind of made up my mind. I want to date you, which like looking back, obviously I should have, that should have been red flag after red flag. And I think we probably both, he and I probably threw up red flags to each other throughout Mm -hmm. the relationship. I was not a saint at all. What were some of your red flags with him? That he said he had never had a, any kind of like not long term but like no kind no kind of like serious romantic relationship in the way that you know he he wasn't like a one night stand kind of guy um he wasn't like a playboy or anything like that but he had also never just yeah he had never had like any any real kind of relationship at least you know that was that was what he had told me and it was just a little bit odd to me because he was you know this early 20s successful guy super nice like very interesting his family was really cool and it just kind of struck me as odd and also the fact that he you know it took almost a year for him to decide that like yeah I think I want to date you which you know that works for some people and for other people it just doesn't and I don't know but I mean I was like fully I was fully smitten with him again now I, I can confidently say now because I was I was kind of scared after we broke up that I was like oh shit was I really just with him because Mm -hmm. of his job. I kind of like struggled with that for a little bit because there were a lot of things that he said to me after we broke up that made me think, holy shit, I'm a terrible person. That's the only reason that I liked him. Yeah, that took a couple years of therapy and stuff uh, to get through and realize that no, that was not, you know, what the the big drawing factor to him was. I think he put a lot of emphasis on it because that was genuinely his worst fear. But I think that his profession played as much of a role in my attraction to him as it would for anybody dating like a high level executive or somebody, you know, anybody who's, who's successful in any other way. I think to him, it was just, he was so scared because, you know, he is an athlete and there are people out there who, you know, do that. And like, whatever you do, you do you, you know, he was definitely very like anti that. But yeah. So like when I came home from my trip, I like surprised him at his game and it was this, yeah, magical moment. We were like out, you know, on the court, we were out on the, the, the playing surface and, you know, it was the lights and there were, uh, you know, it was it was like this big romantic thing. And I was so happy to see him. And it was just this kind of like picture perfect movie ending where we like finally got together. He finally asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was just like ecstatic because, you know, I had been like, I don't know, at, 
at that point, if I, I don't know if I guess at any point I could have said I was in love with him, but at that point, like I knew that I loved him. So I knew that that was kind of a big step. And, you know, I was, you know, met his family and, and all of that. And that was a, a big thing for him because yeah, I guess he hadn't really had that. And yeah, the, the cracks kind of started to show right away. He definitely had the trust, the trust issues. I don't blame him. Um, he definitely was, was worried about that and stuff. And I'm a huge social media person. I'm not so much, I guess, anymore as I was then, but back then, you know, I wanted to like show off what I was, you know, what I had in life and blah, blah, whether that was him or where I was living or blah, blah. I was really big on social media and he really wasn't. And so I definitely was not pushing him. Like I never pushed him to post me because I knew that that was a whole separate thing, but like I always really wanted to post him. Um, and like I was on private and all that stuff that was important to me. And it was, an, it was important to me in the way that it would have been with a, a guy who worked at McDonald's. Like I wanted to, you know, show my friends and stuff, but like I have this great guy and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, definitely dove into that one in therapy as well, because I was like, why did I want to post him so much? They're like, well, don't you want to post all your boyfriends? I'm like, well, yeah. They're like, there it is. There were definitely a few things that he said that kind of showed me that he didn't necessarily know how to like have relationships with people. Like he would say a few things about like when I wouldn't wear makeup and we'd go out. Like, so like we'd run, we'd like run, we ran to the mall once and he was like, why aren't you going to put on makeup? And I was like, and he's like, well, what if we like see somebody? Back then I was like, oh, I guess you're right. That's so mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, yeah, like I look back now and I'm like, and like if my husband now said that to me, I'd be like, are you stupid? Like I'd, we'd, we'd go, it would be like a funny thing. But back then I was like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe I am ugly kind of thing. Um, yeah. So there was that. Uh, he had had a surgery. And so I spent a lot of time, you know, and energy helping him through that and, and his like mobility aids all around and blah, blah, um, all that stuff. And there were just a few things that like, I believe that a boyfriend should have helped like me with, like I needed to go buy a new car and I only had one day to do it. And I was like, I mean, you know how it is going to a car dealership as a woman. It's, it sucks. It's literally awful. And I was like, literally, I don't need you to do anything. I'm not asking you to buy me a car. I'm not asking you to do anything except come and sit with like, that's all I need you to do. And he couldn't or wouldn't, I guess. Um, and same thing with when I was moving, you know, I moved back from another country and moved into um, my college apartment and he didn't help me move in there. I did it all by myself, you know, things that a boyfriend should do. And I was kind of writing off as he's just naive and, and blah, blah, blah. And so I think like the first time I started thinking about a breakup, we were literally only like a month in, like I kind of knew logically it wasn't going to last, but I like desperately, like I, lo I genuinely, yeah, I loved him. I wanted it to work because mostly because I had given up my life in another country that I had, you know, been planning on being there for a year. Do we want to, do we want to talk about the sex stuff? I actually, I wanted to ask you an intimate question. I didn't know if you'd be Oh yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm good, whatever. So I would love to talk about the sex stuff. So okay. you know that story like where Drake put hot sauce in his condom because he was like really paranoid? Yes. Did you find that you had any similar situations with this guy of him like being paranoid about like procreating with you? Uh, yeah, to keep to keep it, well, it's not gonna be PG, but so we had only done the deed like once or twice before I left for my trip and it had, you know, taken a few months to get to that point. And I fully understood because he was open about that. He said that he was scared of, you know, because he had had teammates where they got kind of locked into a thing with a girl, whether it was done on purpose or not, you know. And so obviously we were always using protection and I did not blame him. I also wanted to use protection. Um, I don't know of anything that he did to you didn't see beyond that. You didn't see the hot sauce in his bag. I did not see the hot sauce in his bag. Not to say it wasn't there. I wouldn't blame him, but um, but yeah. And so then when, so when I did, yeah, get back, get back from my trip and we were officially dating, he was still in his season. And so he basically was like, I don't know how to say this, but like, I 
I don't have the room right now for sex. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I, I get it. Like fully, you know, fully honest, like, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. So I was like, maybe we'll just kind of build up to that. Finally, we had been together like two months. He was ready. So I was like, awesome. This is great. We do our thing. I'm like, this is amazing. We're, we're connecting all this stuff. And then the next morning, again, not to get too crazy, wakes, wakes me up. We go about our business. I left because I had to grab something from my apartment and I picked up breakfast for him and, you know, myself. And then he had a few roommates and we, I was sitting at the table doing homework. He's like, Hey, I think we should break up. I was like, what? I was obviously lots of stuff going through my head because of, we had literally just had sex the night before. And it wasn't the first time we had sex, but it was still like a monumental thing. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and I was like, okay. And obviously like I started crying and I was like, I'm not going to lie. I have not been feeling super awesome in this relationship either. And like the thought was crossing my mind, but like, what is your rationale? And he's like, you know, it's just not working, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and you know, I mean, I, I understood I was heartbroken, but I, I guess I hadn't seen, I didn't, I didn't see it coming at all. Uh-huh. I foresaw myself breaking up with him in the future. If it came to that, I never saw him dumping me. And so after that, you know, I grabbed my stuff and I left and then the show began. <laughs> um, <laughs> My first mistake, I'm not mistake. I'm not even going to say it was a mistake because I did not, I had no ill intentions when I did this, but we had been to a party the day before and a few of his other teammates had been there and uh, one of his other teammates and I and like a few other people there, we had like taken a funny video. I sent him the video. I like went on Instagram and I sent him the video, not thinking anything of it. I was like, here's a funny video that we took yesterday. Genuinely didn't think anything of it. And a few days after that, my then, you know, ex messaged me about it and he's like, why did you send him that video. I was like, cause he was in the video. And like now, you know, looking back now, I think that he thought that I was now trying to like get with his teammate. Oh. And that was genuinely not my intention, like at all. But I mean, at that point, I think I had just turned 21. I was, I was such an unhinged and I was never mean to him, but I was like, I got really defensive. And I think that looked sketchy. Genuinely was not my intention. I just was like, we're in this funny video together. Here it is. And that was it. He thought I was homie hopping 100%. And, and I don't know if, you know, the homie also, thought that I don't know oh okay so I, I I don't know so kind of you know cut that off I don't think he had unfollowed me at that point but we we smoothed that over whatever then a few weeks after that same thing I'm on on tinder or bumble or something and I see a man who looks like my type and I will say that I tend to go for the same type and this is where I started thinking maybe this is daddy issues because they were all men that made me feel like I was small cut and dry no no other way to say it like figure that you know, I, I was confirmed for me in therapy, but 150%, they were all men who were like my father. So uh, get, do with that what you, what you need to. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready to eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 
and use code BREAKUP50 to get 50% off. That's code BREAKUP50 at factormeals.com slash BREAKUP50 to get 50% off. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off it makes sense to me now um and i've been able to like smooth that part of my life over but like it was always a joke with my friends so anyways yeah i was on tinder bumble so enter chad okay chad rolls in yes so chad rolls in he's another large man that i meet on bumble or tinder whatever that was usually my those were stomping grounds and he and i kind of hit it off quickly and we're like we're gonna go out for dinner and he had played college sports but he was not headed anywhere towards anything major and so i was like i'm safe i have my large man or i'm in it i'm in the safe zone. I somehow end up paying. Like I offered because I always offer. And he was like, instead of saying, oh no, I got it. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I paid for this dinner and he was going, I don't remember. He was down where I was for something and he had to go back home. He and I really hit it off and we we talked for a few months and we would we went back and forth to see each other. Well, then he gets on the draft and I sit and watch the draft. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I genuinely didn't know this was coming, whatever. We're far, I'm far enough removed from my original ex. I'd like done enough soul searching to where I was like, I know who I am. I know why I'm with this person and blah, blah, blah. Watch the draft. He does not get drafted. I'm like, okay, we're cool. And then he he gets picked up as a free agent by another team in another state. You know, that was a cool thing. And I was, obviously I was ecstatic for him because this was his dream. And so he's playing, you know, this giant sport, same sport as my ex. He ends up when, you know, we had established that we were exclusive. He ends up texting me one day and saying, Hey, I've been seeing somebody. I met somebody Mm. where, where, you know, this is done. And so I was devastated, absolutely devastated. I don't know. He just like came right out and said it. So I guess that's good. That was not an easy breakup. He's like, well, I met this girl, but like, she doesn't live where I live she lives where I used to live. So like, you're good. Like, he's like, don't, don't worry about it. I'm like, no. And so that was, yeah, a pretty, pretty tough breakup, whatever. But he wasn't, you know, his team was not anywhere near me. So the way that I see or, you know, saw my ex's team and still see my ex's team everywhere I freaking go that I didn't have the constant reminder. So that wasn't as bad until a few years later. And one of my friends sends me a like press release or something. And she goes, Hey, isn't this your ex? And I see that my ex Chad, who had been playing for a different team, is now being transferred to Troy's team. The East and High Wildcats. The East High Wildcats. And they are the same position. So my so Chad was going to be Troy's backup essentially. No. <laughs> 
which, which is such a beautiful parallel. It really, really is. <laughs> it really is. And so I was kind of laughing. I like at that point I was laughing. I, I, I tried not to think too much of if they had ever talked about me because I genuinely do not. And this is not like a dig at myself or like, hmm, what was me? I genuinely don't think that I was important enough to them long-term to ever even come up in conversation. I recognize that that could be wrong and like it could have just happened because that's just my freaking luck. I'm sure how somehow they know. I don't know. Do either of them still follow you? Well, I know you're blocked by the other one, but does Chad? Still- yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not blocked anymore. That's not, yeah. But no, no, neither. No, none of us follow each other. None of us. No, no. They follow each other. Mm. So that's terrifying. Uh, they have a lot of pictures together, which is terrifying. And I have uh, one of my friends will send them to me and they're like, not to like stir the pot, but like, look at this because she thinks it's hilarious. And it is on a level. It is comical. My only saving grace, because, you know, I'm, I still, yeah, to this day, see the logo, see the team, blah, 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 everywhere I go. And it has gotten easier. I do still associate it more with the original X than, than Chad. Chad. It's more Troy than Chad. Chad wasn't as painful for me, not as painful of a memory as Troy, mostly because I spent so much more time and energy with yeah. Troy. So my one saving grace was that the team was garbage. Well, not garbage. They were they were middle of the pack. They weren't anything great. You know, the people in our area love them, but they weren't anything that national. They won the big, the big game. In their, in their in their sport every sport has a big game and they won the big game they won the big and game. <laughs> yes they it was like a really cool thing that they went to the big game and i was kind of like oh they're not gonna win the big game they won the big game and it's a weird emotion because i am like i said i'm married and my husband is amazing and he's not an athlete my husband's amazing and we have this like beautiful you know life that we've created together but there's still so much anger towards mostly towards troy like i have a lot of like deep-seated anger that i'm still sorting through in therapy because as petty as the sound, it does upset me that he is happy and he's getting to enjoy this success. Why does that anger you? Honestly, more so because it's not like, oh, he was a good guy. We had a bad breakup. Like, and I'm I'm not going to say he was a bad guy at all. There was just so much, like he did me so wrong. And I know, I'm sure if you asked him the same, you know, the same story, he would tell you know, his side and it'd be different and I'd be the villain, I'm, I'm sure. To me, knowing what he did to me, like watching him get like this happy ending. And obviously you only get to see, I only see what is like out there or like what gets sent to me and stuff. That's where I'm like, oh, I just, I don't, I feel like you just don't deserve it. The people who deserve this are the ones who like good people, hard workers and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, not to say that he's not that, but not to me. Well, it's hard to see the villain in your story win. We're conditioned to want to see the villain end up in a really like bad situation. Exactly. And yeah. Happened for you. And I don't think anybody would fault you for that. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely, and it took me a solid few therapists, especially around the time of the big game. When I started seeing that, okay, this might actually be a thing. And I'm probably going to start hearing a lot more about this because it's inescapable. It's on the radio. It's on TV. It's, you know, there's logos, people, people wear the, you know, it's everywhere. It's, it's, I freaking go out and buy a bag of Tostitos and it's like branded with them. And I'm like, God damn it. Um, (laughs) Gotta move cities. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So that was right around the time of the big game is when I was like, I really need to be in more like, I need to, I need to find a therapist who actually like understands this because. I don't really, I didn't have any friends who had been through anything similar. Like how the hell do you get over somebody who you are constantly seeing them being, you know, idolized and all that stuff. So that was definitely a weird, still is weird. And my husband's been great about it because it's always weird to talk about an ex with like a new partner. But I was like, I need to talk to you about this. I'm having a really hard time. And like, here's why. And he's like, well, yeah, that's understandable. And so that's good. Like he's, he's been a good support and everything. But, and you know, I, I obviously have like my, my group of friends, but it still is like a weird, 
Lord. The only other person that I could think of that would like had like gone through the same thing was the girl that Chad like cheated on me with. I never would reach out to her, but like I've thought about it. Just being like, hey, do you have a hard time like with your ex? Because I do. And like we have the same ex, but like it's like, you want to be friends? <laughs> like obviously I would never actually do that. But that's how um, I always feel like like one of my favorite singers is Sam Hunt. And mm-hmm. you know, I always feel like such a bad person because like I love Sam Hunt, but he just like has done his wife wrong so many times. Like he's cheated on his wife very publicly. I have a lot of empathy for her. I'm like, I wonder how she feels like seeing her husband who hurt her in the worst way celebrated on like the highest level. Well, and here's the thing is like on a lot of levels, like he does deserve it, but you know, both my exes do deserve it. They've put in this work. They are, you know, they are the highest caliber in their industry. They are top notch. They have top notch human bodies, that kind of stuff. You know, they've honed their craft and they are at the level they're at because of the work that they put in. You know, I can't fault them for that, blah, 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 all that stuff. But yeah, there is still some, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if it's a level of pettiness or if it's just human nature or what, but there is a very specific anger that I feel only about that situation. Like I don't feel it towards anything else. I don't know how to know how else to mm-hmm. describe it. It probably feels unjustified. Like the situation's not finished. Like there's a lack of closure there. Yeah. And I guess there is kind of a lack of closure. And that's, that's the thing is like, I have to, I have to, I found closure with the fact that there wasn't closure and there never will be kind of also, you know, I, I do remind myself like, Hey, this is literally just a freaking person. Like you're a person, they're a person, like you're human, blah, blah, blah. You're all, everybody's entitled to their own emotions and opinions and stuff. And it doesn't make him like better just because of what he mm-hmm. does or whatever. But yeah, no, I will say that like getting over a breakup in this like setting is so odd. And there was a time that I wanted to leave the city and I was, cause I was like, I just can't. Like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot do it because it was just everywhere. Like at my, you know, old job, I had a patient that I would work on and he had the logo, a gigantic tattoo on his back. And I'm like, every time I would see this patient, I'd be like, ah, like I just can't. And so there was a lot of work in therapy of like separating the human from the, you know, from the logo, from the team, blah, blah, blah. I am proud of myself because like I basically kind of came, when it came down to it, I was like, I'm not going to let this man like take this city from me. I was like, no, this is where I live. Like, it's my place too. Yeah. So it's still it's, it's kind of odd because it is still like an ongoing process of like separating the two and everything. Also accepting the fact that like I can be completely moved on from the actual relationship, but still be hurt by like the person. Well, that's a really great way of phrasing it. Like you can Thanks. still experience the hurt, even though you're like past it. I have had like a few friends or, you know, like family members who have tried to help. And I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. And they're basically just like, not to like be, say it like rude, but they'd be like, you have to move on. And I'm like, I had like, I have moved on from, yeah, from again, from the relationship but there is you know it would be like anything any kind of bad breakup that you go through and then you see like the person's job everywhere you go you see the the car that your ex drove whether it's like a full memory and you're like I'm angry or it's just like you're it's still a a thing in your head yeah or you go past the restaurant where you had your first date or you know yeah or even if it is like literally in the place that they work like you pass that and it's gonna be in your head you can't really control your emotions you can right you can suppress them you can water them down but at right. the end of the day, you're if you get slapped emotionally by something yeah you're gonna feel it yeah and you can be an adult and cerebrally be like okay I'm recognizing what this is and I'm moving on from it mm-hmm. but it doesn't take away like the emotional slap that you've just felt right and I mean obviously if this wouldn't even like this wouldn't even be a thing if I probably if I didn't live in this 
area. Like I'd probably come up every once in a while and blah, blah, blah. But like, that's the thing is it, it's so often because there are other, like other exes that I had, I pass, you know, the truck that my other ex drove and I think of him, but that's only, you know, once every month or two months versus multiple times a day. So yeah. So I think, I think a lot of it is the fact, like I, I do get upset that like, I know that I know that these men have not thought about me in years mm-hmm. and that I still, like, I'm the one who has to like carry the, carry the shit, you know, I learned so much about myself the turmoil that these men like put me through I got great therapy Um, I've learned so much about myself I've come to terms with a lot of stuff like the whole daddy issues thing I'm very open about it and everything and like my dad and I are working on our relationship and stuff but like there is that aspect of things and I mean you know elements of that still come up in the relationship that I'm even you know my my marriage where there's like elements of that where like I sometimes do want to be the one who's like small and protected and stuff but yeah no there's been as as much bad came that came out of it and as much bad that still kind of like you know will just like twinge in my brain there was a lot of good like a lot of good because I did learn so much about myself and I think that the whole process of like the soul searching and coming to terms with the fact that I was not with these men for their profession but with them because I genuinely liked them I mean maybe some of like the daddy issue stuff but like that the driving force behind my relationship with, with them was not that like being able to come to terms with that I like myself so much more than I did even you know before I even met them not that I thought that I was a bad person before but like coming to terms with the fact that I I am like a good person was like a very like powerful thing yeah. and also it's just funny like I'm now at the point where like my my friends are all like comfortable making jokes about it and like I can laugh about it because it is so weird and funny but yeah it seems like you you've moved on you've grown a lot from this this got really deep I didn't expect this to be- <laughs> I didn't really think that it was going to get all that deep either. But I mean, also like, that's the thing is like with any breakup, like there's so much bad, you have to have these experiences where you get hurt, like learn and grow. Like as can't, you know, you, I genuinely feel like if I, I don't know if I hadn't like had that experience, like, I don't know if my marriage would be as like happy and secure as I feel it is. It could have been, I don't know. So much of like what I learned from that relationship or with, from those relationships, like, you know, navigating a relationship with somebody who has trust issues and navigating your own trust issues. Cause like my, you know, my husband now had crazy trust issues, obviously for very different reasons. And obviously I had lingering trust issues. And like, so having the experience of having those relationships really like helped me, I guess, in this one. I know that sounds like weird and poetic, but I genuinely feel like in a weird way, the way that I was hurt by them made, <laughs> set me up for success in my marriage. So I don't know how else to say it. I have a question for you, a bit of a, mm-hmm. of a fun, maybe not so fun question. Would okay. you ever wear the jersey of the East High Wildcats ever again? Or we ever go to a game of the East High Wildcats Well, here's the thing. I think enough time has passed where I could probably go to a game. I probably wouldn't have fun. Like if a big group of friends were going, I'd be like, okay, we can go. And it wouldn't, I don't think that it'd be like me in the stands, like sulking the whole time. I'd be able to make jokes about like, oh, hope they lose. What's funny though, is that my mother was very, very excited about the prospect of her daughter marrying a professional athlete. And so she had ordered a custom jersey for me with like from some weird website it legitimately came in the mail the day after we broke up did it say your last name or his last name on it his last name shut up yeah at least it was your mom and not you yeah thanks for tuning into this week's episode you can check out the trailer for next week's main episode it's up now also don't forget that feedback form and the submission form if you want me to look into a couple or if you want to tell your own breakup story and leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined see you whenever you decide to tune in next